recording in progress. Everyone likes progress. Hare Krishna, welcome everyone. Um, the lighting here is not the best, but maybe that you can turn that on also. If you close that door, yeah, it has some effect. And welcome to all of you from all over planet Earth. Yeah, we have some sun in Ustka. Uh, okay, I think we're ready to go. As ready as we will ever be. Om Ajnana Timadandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Svayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Yutta Parakamalam Sri Gurun Vaishnavangscha Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunatam Vitam Tam Sadivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitangscha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale Shimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamin Itinamine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nivishesha Shunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Manchakhapatrubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanibhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namo Namo He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinabando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gorangi Radhe Brindavaneshvari Rishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhaktarinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare
Again, welcome everyone to our Saturday Sangha. I'm broadcasting, as they say, uh, from northern Poland, as last week. Uh, we are camping out in a very comfortable cabin, uh, and... Uh, what are we doing here? Well, aside from chanting Hare Krishna, we're also visiting the seaside and imagining the, the water being warm, but not going in the water. Bhakta Anukul, he goes into the water. He's very brave. And a few days ago we had... Yoga Narasinga uh, was here uh, with uh, Vij uh, Vijay Keshari and Keshava, and Yoga Narasinga was going surfing. <laughs> That's an interesting thing. Yes. <clears throat> Yukta Haraviharasya, I always like to quote. Yukta Cheshtasya Karma Su, Yukta Svapnava Bodasya, Yoga Bhavati Dukaha. If we can be Yukta um, appropriately connected, we might say, as a translation of Yukta, uh, in matters of eating, sleeping, work, and recreation. Uh, then all, all manner of dukkha, of misery, can be, we can become free from it, can be removed. Um, what got me on that subject? Okay. Srila Bhaktivinod Thakur. So today, as we've been doing, uh, we will read and attempt to sing in a somewhat a cappella manner. The song of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, excuse me, Upadesha, song number 13, Advice to the Mind. And after that, we'll see if any of you have something to show and tell, something to share. And after that, uh, we can continue our discussion of a huge topic, Vaishnav hermeneutics. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you see, Anukul found his way online. <laughs> okay. So, mana tumi shonnas sajite keno chao. Okay, before we go there, let's get a little reminder, what was it last week? Last week it was mana, jogi, hote, tomar bhashana, joga shastra, adhyayana, niyama, yama, sadhana, pranayam, asana, rachana. So he's preaching to his mind last week. Uh, now you think you're going to become a big yogi? And... Bhaktivinoda is telling his mind, just forget it. 
just worship, just serve Krishna. Mm. And uh, yeah, you want to do yoga, why? Because you think you're going to get powerful. People want the perfections of yoga. Mm. Probably this is one of the conscious or unconscious reasons that yoga, modern yoga, what we see in the popular yoga studios, why it's popular. Uh, the more immediate reason people want to be healthy, they want to be... Um, they want a sense, I would say, a sense of um, having control over their lives. I think this is a big thing, and it's been noticed. There's a lot of uh, scholars nowadays studying this phenomenon of popular, of modern yoga. And they say it, one thing they say is it has to do with uh, this impulse um, people, we all have, we want to have a sense of control over our lives. And we feel that in modern day, in modern life, we have less and less control. Uh, we're being controlled by uh, the media, we're being controlled by the state, we're being controlled by ideologies, we're being controlled by conspiracies, uh, and so on. And so there's a sense of, I need to mm, reclaim control mm, over my life. And yoga looks like a very promising way to do that. Um, because it's focusing on, in the aspect of yoga that is called asana, um, which, by the way, Patanjali just says, stira sukham asanam, <laughs> his definition of asana. Stira sukham, uh, it's a, uh, a condition of Happy steadiness, you could say, literally. Happy steadiness. Uh, happy stability, actually. Happy stability. Uh, I think there's one more sutra, but there, yeah, there's. He doesn't. He doesn't get into it, but it becomes the center of modern yoga because it's very physical and. It seems possible within a very short time to um, be able to control the body in so many interesting ways. So in that way, it's popular. But what's behind all of that? We could theorize that behind it is an, a desire for the yoga perfections. Uh, which are described in the third uh, of four chapters of yoga, Patanjali's Yoga Sutras. Um, for yeah, he he tells perfections for each of the yamas and niyamas, the five yamas, the five niyamas, for example. Um, we might look at that sometime. It's interesting. 
Um, but yeah, everyone wants some sort of perfection. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, uh, forget it. <laughs> Instead, he says, the eternal pure wealth of the spirit soul is simply to remain as the humble servant of Lord Hari. In comparison to this eternal wealth, what kind of spiritual result could possibly come from a mundane so-called yoga practice, Jogatara Kipal Gotana? Just take refuge totally in the yoga of devotion, Koro Bhakti Jogashroy Nataki Be Konboy, and you will become fearless. For then there is all likelihood of attaining immortal nectar, your immortal nectar, very easily. Shohaj Amrita Sambhavana. Sahaja, easy. Okay, that was last year, and then he said, uh, well, concluding, he says, Bino dare a minati. Chari Anna Joga Gati Koro Radha Krishna Aradhana. Bhaktivinoda's humble entreaty, his humble request, is that you just perform the blissful worship of Radha Krishna. My dear mind, and immediately reject. all other goals of so-called yoga practice. Hmm. So that was last week's. Uh, he's preaching to the mind to give up this idea of being a yogi. Now in today's song, he says, give up this idea of being a so-called sannyasi. So this one is very good uh, for me. He's telling what is a real sannyasi. He's... Uh, there's superficial, so-called, and there's the real thing. Mana tumi sonas shojite keno chau. Bahirer shodja choto antarete pankitato damba puji sharira na chau. My dear mind, why do you want to disguise yourself as a sannyasi? Hmm. As much as you decorate yourself externally with this garb, this dress, uh, to that same degree you deceive yourself internally with this hoax. Wow. Bahir Jata, to that extent external. Antarete Pankitata, to that extent you deceive yourself. Worshipping your own false pride. You, you simply make a show of your material body <laughs> by artificially accepting the dress of the renounced order. Dumba puji, sharir na chao. Dumba uh, means pride. <clears throat> Uh, worshipping your own pride, 
Damba Pujiya Sharir Natchao. Um, making a show of the material body. And then, next verse, Amar Bachan Dharo, Antar Vishuddha Koro, Krishnamrita Shada Koropana, Jivana Shahaja Jai, Bhakti Badha Nahi Pai, Tad Upai Koroho Shandana. Now please try to understand my advice on how to become a true sannyasi. Just make your heart completely pure and constantly drink the nectar of Krishna consciousness. Now, of course, at this point, we may all want to object and say, what do you mean, just make your heart completely pure? <laughs> Is it that simple? <laughs> Drink the nectar of, Krish, uh, of Krishna consciousness. Well, we can say it can go both ways. By drinking the nectar, Krishnamrita, sada koropan, pan is drinking, uh, that has the result of purifying the heart. And the inverse, um, resolving that the heart be pure, let, let my heart be pure. Um, and, and then one, with that determination, drinks the nectar of Krish, the, the Krishna nectar. Uh, search for that lifestyle which allows your spiritual life to be executed easily and automatically, free from any distracting obstacles to pure devotion. Uh, it's interesting that our translator uses the expression lifestyle. It's a very modern expression. Jiban shoha jai. Make your life simple. Bhakti badha nahi pai. Bound by bhakti. What's he saying here? Free from any distracting obstacles, okay, to your devotion. So, tat upai koroho sandan. And I don't know this word sandana. Um, but make your means, make this your means. Tat and this or that, and upai is means, process. Make that your means of success. Uh, I should go a little faster, actually. Just be satisfied with whatever you get easily and never endeavor for any type of artificial pomp or grandeur. Uh, you may not know these words. Pomp means uh, mm, big external show. Grandeur, similar idea. Even if you do not have proper clothes to wear, just wear a loincloth, dear brother. <laughs> and in cold weather, you can simply wear an old torn quilt. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> yes, this is uh, what the six Goswamis were doing. 
Tattvaturnamasesha mandalapati shainim sada tuchavat Bhutvadina ganesa gokaranaya Kopina kanta shrito Kopina kanta Kanta means uh, a quilt A quilt is a cloth which is taking many old scraps of cloth and sewing them together So that's what a kanta excuse me is Uh, fourth verse, there is no need for fancy sandalwood pulp scented with perfume, my dear brother. You can use some ordinary earth or clay to mark your forehead with tilak. Hmm. So you can find some earth right in your garden <laughs> and make tilak. Bhaktivinoda says that's bona fide. Your fancy necklaces can be exchanged for a nice Tulsi mala. Living like this in such a simple state of mind, all the nonsense material arrangements for so-called happiness will diminish. And you will thus be able to escape from the burning fever of materialistic existence. Now this is interesting if we think about it in as uh, like Bhaktivinoda is a doctor, and he's prescribing for us a therapy. He's recognizing uh, we are uh, in a diseased condition, and we need a prescription how to get out of the diseased condition. So here he's giving. And the disease, what is it? It's the burning fever of material existence. Shamsharya <clears throat> jvala. Jvala means burning or fire. Shamsharya of samsara, of repeated birth and death. Shannas bhairagya bidhi she ashamer nidhi tohe kabuna koro adar. In reality, it is the strict rule of renunciation that is the wealth of the sannyas ashram. By following this rule, one would certainly never look forward to receiving respect from others. Beware, dear brother. Deliverance from this material world is not possible for one who wants to get such respect by taking sannyas. Instead, he gets ensnared in mundane existence due to constantly maintaining the conceited pride of subtle profit, adoration, and distinction. Sheshab adore bai shongshare nishtar nai dambikir linga nirantar. Nirantar means uh, without end. Now, someone might ask at this point, okay, this is being spoken by Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, and we know, it's true, that he did not himself take formal uh, sannyas. He didn't take on the dress and so on. Uh, he never, he was never initiated as a sannyasi. He actually was a householder most of his life, and he's quite an amazing story considering what a large family he had. Uh, 
Um, altogether, I believe he had 14 children, 14 children. And we're not talking about that he had different wives. He had one wife. One of the children died young, uh, but all the others, I believe, lived. So he didn't take sannyas uh, formal. However, toward the end of his life, he did uh, live alone. He went to Puri. Uh, he became, we might want to say, a Babaji, but I don't know that he even did that formally. I don't. Um, but his, his one of his sons, who became known as Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur, who is our uh, great, our grandfather Acharya, mm. Uh, or great-grandfather Acharya, for many of us. He took sannyas. Of course, he took sannyas also in an unusual way. He kind of gave himself sannyas in front of a picture of his guru, Srila Gorki Shordas Babaji. But uh, why did he do that? Um, did he want to show off, you know, look at me, I'm a sannyasi, and so on. No, just the opposite. He was taking sannyas out of a spirit of humility that I will take, uh, accept the rules of sannyas order for the service of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and for the purpose of the mission. Uh, and that was a kind of upaya or means uh, for for spreading the mission because of the culture in India of respect for sannyasis, which is uh, the same purpose uh, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself took sannyas. Okay, two more verses. Uh, number six, you are actually an eternal servant of Lord Chaitanya. And your real interest as such is devotion to Hari. What other wonderful thing could you get from the external form of the sannyas ashram? Casting all false prestige to a far distant place, just make excuse me, your residence in the transcendentally peaceful realm beyond the varna ashrama dharma system and just live on the mercy of the Rupa Nuga Vaishnavas as your only life-giving substance. Tumito Chaitanya Das Hari Bhakti Tavo Asha Ashramir Linge Kiba Pal Pratishta Korohodur Bosha Tava Shantipur Shadu Kripa Tomar Shambhal well, he didn't put this in the translation. Oh, yes, he did, but... Uh, okay, residence in the transcendental peaceful realm. I think this could also be taken as Shantipur. Shantipur, the town, uh, which is south of Nursinga, of uh, Navadvi, but can be taken literally also the, as any peaceful village or town. Sadhu Kripa Tomar Shambhal. Make uh, your 
the substance of you, of maintaining yourself, the shambhal, uh, simply sadhu kripa, just depend on the sadhus. And finally, it is actually n not even <coughs> necessary to introduce oneself as a Vaishnava. <laughs> and one should never try to make a show of external pomp and grandeur. Bhaktivinoda's humble submission to you is that you should constantly sing songs about the glorious qualities of Radha and Krishna at the top of your lungs. Pukari, Pukari, Shadagao. Yeah, Vaishnaver Parichoi, Abhashaka Nahi Hoi. Arambare Kabu Nahi Jao. Don't even introduce yourself as a Vaishnava. Because we may ask, okay, I'm not a sannyasi or as Mahaprabhu said, Naham Vipro, Nacha Narapatir, Napi Vaisho, Nashudro, Naham Varni, Nacha Griha, Patir Novanasto Yatir Vaha. I'm not, not a, I'm not a Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya, Shudra, Brahmachari, Grihasta, Vanaprasta, or Sannyasi. All right, so none of these things. What am I? Gopi Bhartu Parakamalayor. Dasa, Dasa, Anudasa. I'm the servant of the servant uh, of those uh, who... Of the Lord, of the Lord, who is the maintainer of the gopis, the Bart, Bartri, the husband, can mean. Um, so one could take that as saying Lord Chaitanya is saying I'm a Vaishnava, but he's not literally saying that. He's saying I'm a servant of the servant of the servant of the Lord and the gopis. And so here, Bhaktivinoda Thakur confirms that. He said, don't even say I'm a Vaishnava. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, and what to do then? His request, Radha Krishna Gunagan, singing the qualities of Radha and Krishna. Pukari. Pukariya, Pukariya, Shada Gao. Always chant, always sing Shada Gao, Pukariya, uh, which I assume means very loudly. Shila Bhaktivinotakur Kijai. Now we don't have the only musical accompaniment we have is what we had last week and and uh, <laughs> it's an electronic one. And I was going to spend some time and work out a good pitch and a good rhythm for myself earlier. I had this intention. But did I do it? No. So much for intentions. Mm, this is very low. Let's see. Mm, 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 mm,
That makes it very high. Or we can go. Then it's too low. Okay, I think that works. Maybe we just turn off the tampura. Let's see. Whoops. No, we can't turn off the tambura. Turn off the tabla. Yeah. And we have a swarmandala. Why not? Surpeti. I don't remember what that is. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you can hear any of that. This is too hot, actually. Uh, yeah, I guess we could turn that off. And if you could also put some water in a cup. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Mana tumi sanyasi sajite keno chao bahire sajajata antarete banki tata bahire sajajata. Antarete Pankitata Damba Puji Sharidanacha Damba Puji Sharidanacha Amarabachana Dado Antarabishudha Koro Amar Bachana, whoops, Dada Antara Antara Bishudha Koro Krishna Rita Sada Koro Pana Krishna Rita Sada Koro Pana Jibana Sahaja jai 
bhakti badha nahi pai tad upai ups jibanasaje jai bhakti badha nahi pai tad upai koro ho sandana tad upai Anayase Nakoro prayasa Koro prayasa Purna bastra jodi nai Kopina parohe bai Purna bastra jodi nai Na paro he bai Sita bastra kanta bahir bas Sita bastra kanta bahir bas chandana nai mritik Katilaka pai Aguru Chandana Nai Mritika Tilaka pai Harirbad Ale Dharomala Harirbad Ale Dharomala E rupe asapas shukadir kubilas E rupe asapasa shukadir kubilas Karbicharo shangsharirajala Karbicharo shangsharirajala Jala Sanyasa Bairagya Vidhi She Ashram Nidhi Sanyasa Bairagya Vidhi She Ashram Nidhi Tahe Kabu Nakoro Ada Nakoro Ada She Shaba Ada De Bai Shang Shade Nishtar Nai She Shaba Ada De Bai Shang Shade Nishtar Nai Dambike linga niranta Dambike 
linga niranta to me to chaitanya das hari bhakti tabaas to me to chaitanya das hari bhakti tabaas asha me linge ki bapal asha me linge ki pratishta koro ho dura basataba shanti pura pratishta koro ho dura Vasathava shanti pura Shadu kripa tomar sampa Shadu kripa tomar sampa Vaisnavir pari choy Abhashaka nahi hoy Vaishnava Pari Choi Abhashaka Nahi Hoi Arambare Kabu Nahi Cha Arambare Kabu Nahi Cha Binoder Nebadana Radha Krishna Guna Gana Binoderani Bedana Radha Krishna Guna Gana Pukari Pukari Shadaga Pukari Pukari Shadaga Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare Bo, Hare Bo, Hare Bo, Gora Hare Bo, Nitai Gora Hare Bo, Hare Bo, Hare Bo. Nitai Gaur Haribo 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 Gaur Haribo Nitai Gaur Haribo Haribo 
Haribo, Gora Haribo. Gora Premanande, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakura Ki Jai. Yeah, this is a good song for those of us who are um, making a show of being sannyasi. <laughs> Maybe I recommend this song for the <clears throat> sannyas sangha. <clears throat> okay, Hare Krishna. So, uh, next thing before I see if anyone wants to share something, I want to share one thing which... Um, Malati Mala shared with me, and that is her gratitude, her great gratitude to all of you who have uh, been helping in so many ways, uh, not least offering prayers for her well-being. Um, some of you may not know, but uh, she uh, has been uh, one of the victims of this pandemic, this COVID, in the last uh, couple of weeks at least. And uh, it really got very serious at one point, I would say, <laughs> to the point where, well, we wanted her to go to the hospital. I mean, that idea was there. She should go to the hospital. She said, nope, I'm not going to the hospital. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die at home. <laughs> that was her determination. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and then uh, she got better. And she wants to thank everyone who helped her to get better. Um, yeah, prayers... Prayers are efficacious, despite what uh, the scientists would have us believe. There have been a lot of experiments done. People, they try to, you know, test people in controlled environments, uh, taking control groups and control environments and having them pray for something and then seeing, is there... Uh, an effect, an empirically measurable effect, and things like that. Um, but I would say this is missing the whole point. <laughs> it's it's not really about, yeah, Vaishnavas don't, of course, we pray for the well-being uh, of other devotees and so on, we may we may say that we pray for this and for that, um, but what are we actually doing? I would say we're we're trying to see what is Krishna's will. Where prayer is uh, not so much petitionary as uh, receptive, receptive of the Lord's will. Um, of course, vandanam is there. It's one of our nine processes of devotional service. Uh, and the core, as, the, the core feature of vandanam, as I see it from our shastras, is praise. It's glorifying. It's 
recognizing Krishna's unlimited qualities. It's describing, it's specifying qualities of Krishna and his devotees. Um, it's doing with our, you can say like this, doing with our tongue, speaking, um, in a sense, the opposite of what is our tendency as conditioned souls, which is to fault find. Uh, and instead of that, we turn it around. Bhakti is very much about inverting our mundane, our material tendencies, inverting them, uh, and, and thereby empowering our, ourselves, uh, purifying ourselves, connecting with the Lord, who is all good qualities, and so we find it easy to praise, praise the Lord, as, as many Protestant Christian groups in America say, praise the Lord. Yes, praise the Lord. Okay. So yes, thanks, thank you to all of you on behalf of Malati Mala, who I think she's with us, but she, she's a little shy uh, to speak herself. Okay. So now I'd like to invite, if anyone would like to share something, anything, uh, something you've experienced, realized, thought uh, over the last week, um, anything you've done, anything you were thinking of doing, <laughs> but didn't do, <laughs> uh, yeah, or are we all in a shy mood today? Maybe I should call on people, that would make you really scared, wouldn't it? <laughs> Don't call on me. That's how it was in school, wasn't it? The teacher would be there, and you were supposed to be ready with some answers to something, and he or she would call on students. So, and then you had to be ready for it. Yeah, nobody wants that anymore. Anything but that. Yeah, any news, any... Um, any news from, okay, here, I'm, I'm just going to do it. Rindapati, do you have any news from London? Um, we're not hearing you, I don't know. Maybe that's... It looks like we should be able to hear you, but... Oh, maybe that's the problem, I forgot. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, it's my fault. I forgot. This is called a senior moment. Okay, try it again. 
Hare Krishna. Can you hear me now? I can hear you, and we can all hear you. Thank you for. Um, I just I was apologizing for not being able to make it to uh, the class um, our sangha uh, in the last few weeks because uh, my uh, cousin got married and I didn't have a chance to um, to join. But uh, one thing that uh, has happened is in our local yatra in Crawley, um, we. Uh, my yoga students came together and I invited them to uh, attend a, a talk on yoga philosophy. Of course, when I mean yoga philosophy, I, meant, I mean yoga philosophies according to our perspective. And so I, um, we had, um, in our Kroli Yatra, we have a lot of uh, South Asian devotees. So we have a lot of Indian devotees and I, I've noticed that we have a tendency, us Indians have this problem that when we go preaching, we preach to our own people, mm -hmm. you know, and we don't really bring in um, any kind of new faces and, and, you know, so much so it's, it's a little bit difficult, I think, for, for at least my race of people. Um, but we, um, my yoga students, I, I kind of had been trying to organize programs, um, organize a program for the yoga students for a very long, long time. And I was hesitating to do it. But one day um, you could say the super soul inspired us in, you know, not just me, but there's also another group of, um, and we were thinking the same thing in the same week. We were all thinking the same thing that we <laughs> need to do this program. <laughs> and we ended up phoning each other and everybody was like, oh, yeah, I need, you know, we were saying, thinking the same thing. <laughs> so we put this program together where we invited, um, we invited a uh, majority of them were all my yoga students, um, astrology students, uh, meditation students. And some of them were friends of uh, some of our, uh, um, there was about two people from one of my friends who was helping with the organization. She also invited some work colleagues. So I um, just will share my screen quickly and just share these photos. I don't know if you can. Yes, we can see. See the photos, but mm. uh, this is our Bhakti Yoga Center in, in Crawley. Mm -hmm. And you can see that actually they were all Western faces. So we were really happy for perhaps after a very long time uh, where we had mostly Indian people just coming to our programs that we mm -hmm. actually a small program together, um, speaking about the basics of the yoga philosophy. And on the wall here, on the screen, I um, have kind of um, put together a, an introductory um, talk about reincarnation, the soul, um, karma, these kind of things, and just did a whistle-stop kind of tour of uh, um, our philosophy mm. uh, in a nutshell. And I was really happy that uh, some of my own, one of my own yoga students, uh, have I stopped sharing? Yes, you did. Okay, there's a, another picture. One of my own yoga students came uh, forward after coming to Janmasmi program. I invited her. She's, she's, you know, been to Hindu temples and things before. So I, I invited to, her to a Janmasmi program and she actually led the kirtan. So she led. The, she actually sang Hare Krishna and led the kirtan for everybody, and in one of them, then I led kirtan afterwards um, as well. So it was really nice. 
Uh-huh. We had a really nice program, and um, yeah, I just wanted to share that with everybody. That that you know, it was it was a. It might not be such a big step for you Western devotees already <laughs> who are already preaching to your own race, uh, but for 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 me it was um, to invite all the yoga students to come and to you know take books and take chopper beads and. Mm-hmm you know, try chanting and, you know, doing that. It was uh, for, I think, collectively, I can't just say it was just me. I know there are a lot of the students were mine, but it was a collective effort. We had, um, we tried to minimize how many, you know, people uh, we had from the local yatra just to make sure that yeah. we didn't overwhelm the, lo- we didn't overwhelm the people who were coming to just think yeah, that yeah. this is just an Indian affair. Yeah. You uh, have so many Indian faces and you have one or two West- Westerners turn up, they think, okay, well, these are just only Indians here. Yeah, it's an Indian thing. Yeah. So then they don't come. So we tried to, um, you know, make an inclusive. We invited some devotees who were playing instruments. Somebody could prasad them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I put the presentation together um, and um, did some diagrams because I prefer using diagrams to explain you know, the different dimensions of the body, the soul and the the subtle body and the physical. And also try to give an explanation to the devotees that um, spiritual practice and subtle practice is usually very confused as one and the same thing in Western consciousness. Mm -hmm. That, you know, going going for a walk is a spiritual practice. spiritual, right. Yeah. So I was trying to, you know, explain that. And it was really nice by the mercy of... uh, Guru and Krishna, we say Guru and Goranga. Um, the um, the program went really, really well. I was really uh, grateful to you know my um, all my teachers and all my gurus for all the information that they've taught me, and I tried to break it down in a palatable way for all of them. Yeah, and hopefully we're going to, with your blessings and the devo- and the blessings of all the devotees. Uh, we're hoping that, you know, we continue on inviting people to these programs once mm-hmm. a month, once every two weeks or something like this. Yeah. And put some socials in as well where we just have yeah. some prasada, just talking and just, you know, yeah. maybe share some simple things like this. So, yeah, that was my small but... Uh, <laughs> uh, no, very you know, good. Samichi yeah. nam. Samichi nam means very good. Excellent. Um, as you said, it's true. There's been a lot, a lot of discussion in recent years um, among um, Western background devotees that we have a problem. And the problem is that our Western temples are becoming enclaves of people from South Asia and therefore um, if a Westerner comes to the temple, uh, they look around and they see all South Asians and they think, oh, this is a South Asian thing, well, or an Indian thing. Well, it's not for me. <laughs> and then that's as far as it goes. So there have been, uh, in recent years, various efforts to, to shift that, to, to do something else. Of course, most famously now, perhaps Krishna West is uh, the effort of His Holiness Ridainanda Goswami. Um, but there are others, other efforts, 
and there's some online efforts. Um, um, what is it? Uh, Raghunath and Koshtuba in New York are doing this online um, reading Bhagavatam. Uh, something of the sages, wisdom of the sages, yeah. And apparently it's hugely successful uh, because they're just projecting a certain mood which is just so attractive to people. Uh, it's, you know, a, how to say, a non-sectarian sort of upbeat, uh, thoughtful mood and... Yeah, they have so many people following and reading Bhagavatam. So things can be done. So what you've done is a very nice step in that direction. You might start yeah. with once a month, because if you do it too frequently, that'll start looking maybe too, you know, too missionary or something. Yeah. <laughs> We started actually. Uh, uh, we started doing the program in such a way that the people who are coming to my classes are coming to the classes in my. I call it my gurukul in one sense because I teach lots of different subjects: astrology and yoga and mm -hmm. so many things. And so we're trying to kind of bridge um, so that slowly they can understand the philosophy and start chanting, and then if they really like something and they come back with feedback and say, well, we really like Kirtan or we really like Prasadam, then we can, and we really like the philosophy, then we can introduce them to the devotees in a gradual way. Yeah. Uh, and also that kind of, it's a safety net because if I, um, if I freak them out with the way, I, the way right. I, <laughs> then they can go to ISKCON. But if they go to ISKCON and get freaked out there, then they can come to me and my classes. <laughs> so we kind of yeah. just make sure we um, kind of look out for each other, I guess. Yeah, that's good. Very good. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you, everybody, for a few moments of your time. Good. Anyone else with some news? Uh, let's see. What's the news from Mayapur, Madana Jivani? You've been there now a couple of weeks, I think. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Well, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Uh, we're still in rainy season, so it's um, pretty wet. <laughs> the fields are very wet. In, um, I've been to Gora Village last week, and uh, it's a place they're developing here. I don't know if everywhere, everyone's aware of that. And uh, it's uh, organized and beautiful, and nothing's wet there. It's the only place in the whole of Mayapur that I've seen that there's well kept during the rainy season. There's what during the rainy season? In the rainy season, the fields get very wet, you know, yeah. the, the gardens get messy and yeah. uh, sometimes we find paddles on the roads, but there it's, everything's clean, it doesn't it's look dry. like there, there's, yeah. yeah, it's dry, there is no accumulation of water, they're, they're doing good drain, drainage mm -hmm. on the roads, so there's a system in place, and I was very happy to see that, um, 
it's organized and clean. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to the temple today and I've done some uh, Nishinha Puja for Malatimala Mataji and her oh, husband. Very nice. Yes. I Since I heard they were sick, I've been wanting to go, but it's a little difficult during the week mm-hmm. because of my services. So today, by Krishna's mercy, I managed to go, but I heard they already getting better, so that's mm-hmm. good. Um, the date is a beautiful. The temple is not as full as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, I I saw Lalita Amrita Mataji today at the temple. <laughs> so it's nice. And uh, they have set a very nice system in which the uh, guests can come in a sort of queue system like some traditional temples. Mm-hmm. They walk by, but the devotees have a kind of safe space oh. during the program, so we can maintain our sadhanas while the visitors are passing by. Mm. And they can also stop because it's not very full; it's a pretty bit hot. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are visitors, but not as many as uh, we used to have normally. Who's are and operating normally, businesses as well. Mm. Nobody wears masks except for the temple because mm. it's a rule, mm-hmm. but nowhere else. Mm. Now, most devotees don't believe in COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, so I don't understand what that means to not believe in it. <laughs> it's like saying I don't believe in... Um, you know, in the common cold, or I, I don't believe in uh, cancer or something. What does it mean to not believe? I, I, I just, it, I don't get it. <laughs> what does it's that It's like mean? There, there is a lot of belief <laughs> in conspiracy theories. Oh, that, in, that um, is there. Okay. So, yeah. so maybe it's a conspiracy which causes uh, the disease. But, I mean... How can no, they not I believe mean, that people are getting sick? Well, it's it's very strange, but it's like uh, all these protocols are unnecessary. Like I'm saying that many devotees, not yeah. everybody. Like yeah. uh, no, I, I I'm aware of all that. Yeah, um, but anyway, in that sense, I didn't want to get into that <laughs> subject. That's boring. Yeah, no, sorry. I also don't like to talk <laughs> That's about. That's boring. It. Yeah. <laughs> Just that, uh, you know, life's going on normally yeah. now. That's good. In Mayapur, in Radha Madhava, Nishinha Devi Panchatattva continued to be worshipped throughout. I, I heard that throughout the whole pandemic, whatever happened, even during lockdowns, everything went on normally. Hmm. And uh, I was following, and I see that, that the worship continues as beautiful as always, mm-hmm. opulent flowers, the decorations, Jolana hmm. Yatra, uh, everything, both festival, both festival happened during the pandemic inside the temple room. <coughs> they had a little swimming pool for the deities. <laughs> Nothing stopped. So I appreciate that. Yeah. That's something called my attention in my place, that the devotees are so extremely devotional in the life of the community, so much around Krishna's pastimes. Mm-hmm. So that's beautiful to see. Yeah, very nice. Um, Lali Tamrita, you're in Mayapur. Do you want to add something to that? 
I did not plan to speak. No, I so. know. <laughs> uh, I can add because I am here longer. Actually, for three years, yeah. uh, I'm in Mayapur now without going anywhere. Mm. And uh, we just had a lockdown in May and um, June when devotees could not go inside the temple, but then they opened and now we are going normally mm -hmm. and um, for darshan. So uh, it is uh, getting, it was crowded for uh, Janmashtami and Radashtami festivals. Mm. And today also I saw many buses coming. So mm. we are having pilgrims, seems like uh, coming in buses. Hmm. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> yes, that's so life goes here. on. Life goes on. Yeah, I mean, this is about the temple, but the the whole situation completely changed since uh, now. The first year I was here, every winter around this time, we we had. Uh, invasion of Western devotees coming who were staying here for half a year mm. or a few months and many seminars and so many uh, devotees were coming from USA and Europe mm -hmm. and even China. But now this is the third year, I think, now that we don't see uh, any more Westerners. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't think the tourist visas are available usually. <clears throat> You need to get this kind of X2 visa to come. Mm -hmm. So now the, the life is still here as in a Bengali village throughout the whole year. <laughs> oh. the, the temple ceremony is, is, crowd, is crowded, mm. but we are all living like in a village. Again. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing much is happening. <laughs> no, semi, no big seminars. Everything is online. So yeah. we don't have such a big... Uh, gatherings so for me this is my experience that we are living in a in a in a village <laughs> which has its charms i guess uh yes it it does it does but one needs to love it <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay well she mayapur dam ki jai jai um, good. I think now I want to come back to Chaitanya Charitamrita briefly. Uh, this is Adi Lila chapter four. Uh, we started before Radhashtami. I was um, encouraging you to read this chapter four. And... Um, I realized last week that it's been such a long time since I read this chapter that I had actually forgotten that it's explaining both verses 5 and 6 of uh, chapter 1. I was saying yesterday that it's explaining chapter 5, um, but it's also explaining uh, verse number, sorry, it's 
start over. It's, I explained last week that it, this chapter is explaining verse number 5 of Adi Lila, chapter 1, but it's also explaining verse number 6 of chapter 1. Uh, and I was trying to highlight how it's, it's a, there's a kind of structure of how Krishnadas Kaviraj is doing this. Uh, so n now I wanted to just look briefly at uh, the beginning of how Kaviraj Goswami is explaining verse number six. And verse number six is as follows. Shri Radhaya Pranaya Mahima Kidrishovanayaiva Svadyo Yenad Bhutta Madurima Kidrishova Madhiyaha Shokyam Chasya Mat Anubhavata Kidrisham Vetilobad Tatbhavadya Samajani Sachi Garbasindao Harindu Desiring to understand the glory of Radharani's love, the wonderful qualities in him that she alone relishes through her love, and the happiness she feels when she realizes the sweetness of his love. The Supreme Lord, Hari, richly endowed with her emotions, appeared from the womb of Shimati Shachi Devi as the moon appeared from the ocean. <clears throat> so, um, before we go to the explanation, we can just a little bit look at the verse. Uh, there's a question word which comes three times, Kidrisha. Um, which Prabhupada translates as, of what kind? And it's a question word, so it's expressing how the Lord wants to understand something. And what is it he wants to understand? There are three things he wants to understand about Srimati Radharani, which as Krishna he feels incapable of doing even though he's the Supreme Lord, all-knowing, and so on. Um, he needs to make an extra ar arrangement, a new arrangement, in order to understand Radharani, and that new arrangement is to appear as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And then he, the verse is saying there are three things that he wants to understand about Radha. One is prana, pranaya mahima, uh, the mahima, the greatness of Radha's pranaya, of her love. Um, how great is this love of Radha? Then uh, he wants to understand adbhuta madurima, uh, the um, the the adbuta the wonderfulness of uh, madhurya of of this conjugal mood 
And then, kidrisha mat anubhavata. Anubhava means experience, and mat is referring to Krishna, mam. My, the experience of me. So, of course, as we all know, uh, we never really exactly know how others experience ourselves. Uh, we're, we can't really jump over our shadow to see, you know, what it's actually like to be experiencing ourselves. And that same problem, you could say, is what Krishna is feeling. But for, for us, we can say, well, that's just life, that's how it is. <laughs> But for Krishna, no, it's it's not enough. He wants to uh, he wants to comprehend Radharani's experience of him, uh, and so these three questions are there for Krishna to be answered by appearing as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So now I'm going to Adi Lila chapter 4, verse uh, 1, 2, 3. And um, this is Lord Krishna speaking. Purnananda Maya, Ami Chinmoy Purnatattva, Radhikar Preme, Ama Karai Unmatta. I am the full spiritual truth and am made of full joy, purnanandamoy, chinmoy, purnatattva, but the love of Shimati Radharani drives me mad. <laughs> Koraye, koraya unmatta, radikar preme ama, karaya unmatta, makes me mad. Na jani radhar preme ache koto bolo, je bole amare kore sharboda bipola. I do not know the strength of Radha's love. Koto bolo, koto bolo, with which she always overwhelms me. Amare kore sharboda jipola, vipola. I'm overwhelmed, Sharboda, all the time by the strength of her love. Radhikar Prema Guru Ami Shishya Nota Shoda Ama Nananritye Nachai Udbata. The love of Radhika is my teacher. And I am her dancing pupil. Her prema makes me dance various novel dances. That's so charming. And now um, we get a Sanskrit verse. And here I just want to point out again structure how Kaviraj Goswami, sometimes he'll give a Sanskrit verse and then he'll give translation 
plus some explanation in the verses that follow in Bengali. Sometimes it's the other way around. He'll give some Bengali verses, um, and that he'll conclude with a Sanskrit verse, which is, um, you know, giving the confirmation, if you like, of what he's saying. So here comes the Sanskrit verse, uh, which is from Govinda Lilamrita. So it's it's Krishnadas Kaviraj's own verse. Kasmat Vrinde Priyasaki Hare Padamulat Kutosal Kundaranye Kimihakurute Nritya Shiksham Gurukha Thang Thvang Thvan Murte Pratitarulatam Dikvidikshu Spuranti Shailushiva Brahmati Parito Nartayanti Svapaschad. And the translation is in the form of a dialogue. Oh, my beloved friend Vrinda, where are you coming from? And Vrinda answers, I am coming from the feet of Sri Hari. Where is he? In the forest on the bank of Radha Kunda. What is he doing there? He is learning dancing. Who is his master? Your image, Radha, revealing itself in every tree and creeper, in every direction, is roaming like a skillful dancer making him dance behind. So the idea is this is being spoken by Radha, who is asking Vrinda, where have you been? I've been at Radhakund, <clears throat> uh, where I saw uh, Krishna. And what was he doing there? He was dancing. Not just dancing, he was learning dancing. Oh, well, if he's learning, then... He must have had a guru for teaching him. Yes, he had a guru. And who was that? Your image, she's speaking to Radha, revealing itself in every tree and creeper in every direction, is roaming like a skillful dancer, making him dance behind. <laughs> so, so God is learning to dance. Was it Friedrich Nietzsche who said, I would believe in God? I would believe in a God that dances? Something like that. Well, not only he dances, but he learns to dance. And he has a dance master, a dance guru. And who is that? Shimati Radharani. And it's also interesting, I think, that uh, it's her image revealing itself in every tree and creeper in every direction. So its, it's nature is manifesting for Krishna as Radha dancing, and he is following, following that. Um, okay, and then I'm jumping over one verse uh, to verse 127. Mm. It's Krishna again speaking. He says, Ami jaitche poroshpara virutha dharma shroy 
Radha Prema Taiche Shoda Virudha Dharma Moy. Just as I am the abode of all mutually contradictory characteristics, Virudha Dharma Shroy, so Radha's love is always full of similar contradictions. Shada Prema Taiche, Taiche means similar. Jaiche Taiche. Radha Prema Taiche. Shodavirudha Dharma Moy. Her, uh, she is full of contradictory characteristics. And then he elaborates on that. See what he's doing now is he's elaborating on the first of these three questions, which was Pranaya Mahima, the greatness of Radha's love. Um, and he, now we hear that it's contradictory, that love has a contradictory character. What does that mean? Well, 128, Radha Prema Vibhu, and uh, yeah, Radha Prema Vibhu, Jarbarite Nahi Tanyi, Totapi She Kane Kane Badhaye Shodai. Radha's love is all-pervading, vibhu, leaving no room for expansion, jarbarite nahi tayi. But still, it is expanding constantly. Kane, kane means moment by moment, kshane, kshane. Tatapi se kshane, kshane, badhaye shodai. Sada means always, and sadai means really always, specifically always. Jahavai guru vastu nahi sunishchita, totapi gurur dharma gauravavarjita. There is certainly nothing greater than her love, but her love is devoid of pride. That is the sign of its greatness. Hmm. Sunishchita means it's completely certain. Guru Vastu, it has the Vastu, the thing, the substance of it, is Guru, it is great. Okay, so what's the greatness? Guru, guru or dharma, the dharma of the greatness is gorava varjita. It is varjita, it is devoid of gorava, of pride. So like this, he's being very uh, systematic. Jaha hoite shunirmal dvitiya nahi ar. Totapi Sharboda Bamma Bakra Babuhar. Nothing is purer than her love, but its behavior is always perverse and crooked. Bamya Vamya this word this comes from Vama, which means left, like left-handed. Um, um, there's sometimes in reference to 
tantric traditions. Tant- there's Vama Tantra, left-handed Tantra. This is the dark, we would say, tamasic kind of uh, tantric practices, which are anti-Vedic, you can say, taking intoxicants, eating meat, all kinds of things. Um, but Vamya means related to the left, in effect. Prabhupada translates it as perverse, <laughs> which is, you know, where do you find a religion where we can refer to uh, the supreme, the, the eternal consort of the supreme personality of Godhead uh, as perverse and actually be glorifying her? <laughs> uh, her behavior, Vamya Bakra. Bakra means crooked um, or bent. And babahar means behavior or ordinary activity, uh, sort of daily, daily life. Okay, one more verse from this, and then we'll go to our next subject. Um, Again, we have a Sanskrit verse, and this is quoting from Dana Keli Komudi of Srila Rupa Goswami from verse number two. This is one of Rupa Goswami's dramas. Uh, he wrote three dramas, I believe. Uh, so it goes like this Viburapi Kalayan Sada Bivridhim Gururapi Goravacharyaya all glories to Radha's love for Krishna, the enemy of the demon, Mura. Although it is all-pervading, it tends to increase at every moment. Although it is important, it is devoid of pride. And although it is pure, it is always beset with duplicity. So notice here that we get a summary of what we've had in the last, um, maybe it was just three verses, a few verses, that were in Bengali. Now we get a summary of that um, and it's also an, a confirmation of what Krishna Das Kaviraj is saying about Srimati Radharani's love. It's being confirmed by Srila Rupa Goswami, and as Rupa Anugas, we take Rupa Goswami's statements as final. Um, we take his word as as he gives us, and even when he gives us in the midst of a drama, <laughs> or maybe especially. Yeah, so I hope this um, gives you a little inspiration. If you haven't read chapter 4 um, of Chaitanya Charitamrita, feel free to do so. Uh, it's exalted subject. And it's important because it's about understanding Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's inner purpose. 
And since Krishnadas Kaviraj wrote so extensively on this subject, it seems he wanted us to understand and to appreciate and then be inspired uh, in our service to Lord Chaitanya. And uh, I'm hoping that what I just uh, read was also a little bit of a help to see what you may already know, but uh, there's a, a bit of structure to Kaviraj Goswami's writing um, relating Sanskrit, Bengali, and sort of supporting one with the other back and forth in a way to help understanding and appreciating and relishing. Hare Krishna. Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Ki Jai. <clears throat> yeah, um, Avaduta Rai is asking a question. It's a nice question. Um, I don't know if I want to get into that just now. Dira Lalita. Um, better to suffer than protest. Then Prabhupada writes, Anukampani susamikshamano, whenever a devotee is in distress or has taken into a difficulty, he thinks, the Lord mercy is upon him. Christians have a phrase, turn the other cheek. Is that meant only for pure person on level of bhakti? Hmm. Well, uh, let's start with the verse, tate nukampan susamikshamano. The verse is... Um, I always forget it. I think it's one of Lord Brahma's prayers. But it's, it's describing patience, basically, um, of the devotee. But also it's, it's describing uh, anticipation. And I believe it's Jiva Goswami who explains specifically Susamikshamana, uh, he says, is describing, is indicating a great sense of anticipation that Yes, the Lord's mercy is coming to me. I can feel it's going to come. It's going to come. Uh, and meanwhile, Bunjane Vatmakritang Vipakam, Hritvak Vapur Vapurbir, Vididang Namaste. The devotee goes on offering obeisance with mind, body, words. Mm. In a, and, and the verse is expressing confidence. It's patience and it's also confidence. Uh, the Lord is um, bestowing his blessings on me. Um, the, my immediate circumstances may be troublesome. That's not really the problem. <laughs> um, there, there really isn't a problem. The problem, if there's a problem, it would be that I forget Krishna. So devotee is in that mood. That's being described. 
sure, we can say this is a very advanced mood. But it's also a mood for us to aspire for. As for the uh, Christian expression attributed to Jesus, uh, to turn, turn the other cheek, um, I can't really say much about that. I don't know what the more learned theologians of the Christian tradition say about that. It's, of course, uh, tied into a lot of discussion about to what extent or how pacifism might be appropriate or inappropriate. And I believe there's a lot of disagreement amongst Christians on that topic. Something I've come across, um, which I'm little bit looking into, just I'm intrigued. I've uh, found there's, um, within the Anabaptist tradition, the Anabaptists are, I guess we can say Protestant, and they're basically um, protesting against the idea of baptizing the, a baby who has no choice in the matter. <laughs> Uh, they want to say there should be choice uh, to accept um, to accept. Uh, we would say Jesus as our our guru, as our teacher, and take shelter of him. There's a lot more to it, though, in their tradition, and there are so many branches of them. What I discovered, though, online, of course, is. Um, they have a whole, there's, there's a whole scholarly tradition within, within them. They're writing um, very um, learned um, books on theology. Uh, and uh, there's, there's a series of books called After Christendom. And what they're basically saying is that uh, the European culture in which Christianity prevailed um, is no longer. So what now uh, for Christians? And so they're thinking in you know very careful, systematic, analytical ways about their own tradition. Um, and anyway, one thing I picked up, which I really appreciate, is it seems they want to give a lot more attention to the teachings of Jesus rather than what seems to be the preoccupation of so much uh, sort of standard Christianity, which, which is the death and resurrection. Not that they're rejecting that, but they're, they're saying, you know, he, he is teaching. Let us look at his teachings and follow his teachings. So I like that. That's uh, for what that's worth. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Um, yeah. Sita Sundari wants us to be reminded of this prayer, which um, I don't remember who authored, but I'm sure you've all come across it. 
Dear God, help me to give me the strength to change the things I can change and to accept the things I cannot change and to know the difference between the two. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. It's, um, it's kind of a prayer for clear understanding of this distinction. Um, you know, recognizing what sometimes is called our sphere of influence. Um, I would, you know, just for the sake of being a little bit uh, snarky and critical, the strength to change the things I can change, I think the first question would need to be, what are the things that I can change that I feel really should be changed? Because we may be able to change all sorts of things. Uh, does that mean it's a good idea to change all the things that I think uh, that I could change? Mm. But beyond that, uh, certainly this is a good point. Oh, and now we're getting a very long... Uh, statement in German. From Sinisha. Yeah, I think I have to read that later. Oh, here's his question. In the scriptures, um, says that all, all, um, Erweiterung and all the ex extensions, expansions from Lord Krishna come from K Lord Krishna. But on the other side, uh, it says that they exist eternally. How, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the question of eternality and temporality, I think, is at the core of that question. There's a kind of simultaneity, but you can say that um, with Krishna, we speak of him being himself time, and himself being time um, Temporality is included within him. Temporality and eternality are within Krishna. Um, and, and so, well, with regard to expansion, I think the example of the sun is easy, the easy way to understand. The rays of the sun are sort of, we can say, perpetually expanding out from the sun. And this refers, it's not just Vishnu expansions, this is about ourselves as well. We are eternal jiva, spirit soul, and we are expansions. Sometimes the word spark, eternal um, um, eternal, like an eternal ray, an eternal spark, from the Lord. So just like the sunlight as it comes into our window, uh, we could theoretically 
you know, take a string that would um, that would connect that ray of light that has come through our window all the way back to the sun. But all we experience is that which is coming immediately through the through the window. Um, but there's a constant stream. So we are like we are like that, and that is how also all the different uh, expansions, Vishnu expansions of the Lord and so so on are expanding from the Lord. Uh, and that is, we understand eternally the case. It is beyond time because the Lord is beyond time in that sense that he is the Lord of time. I don't know if that helped. <laughs> okay. Sinisha is nodding. Okay. All right. I think it's time now to do a little bit. Oh, gosh, the time again flies by. At the rate we're going, I think I have to change how we do our Saturday sanghas if we're going to do more, uh, more of uh, this hermeneutics. But so be it for now. What I want to do, let's see if I can share screen. Okay. Oh, I have so many things. Too many things. Uh, Iskan Hermeneutics Foundation and uh, Iskan Hermeneutics. Let's try this one. Student Handbook. Oh, let's try that one. Okay. Share. Uh, whoops. I don't think that got what I wanted. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, all right, patience, patience. We're getting there. Let's uh, open recent file and instructors. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, um, well, okay. Krishna, Hare Hare, 
Okay, this is the instructor's handbook for a course in hermeneutics. And um, what I wanted to show, but first I have to check the contents. Uh-oh, this is not going to be it either. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, no, that's not it. I should have closed that before. Thank you for your patience. Um, we're going to go to another one. Recent files. Not instructors, but participant handbook. That's the one. Here we go. We got it. Okay. So I've been a little bit introducing the idea of hermeneutics, uh, which is the idea of interpreting Shastra. We're using Shastra in a broad sense, the term, to include the, the written texts, the teachings of guru, and the teachings of sadhus. And um, and I believe last time I mentioned, or the time before, the importance of Shastra. If we're not following Shastra, we're we are put under the control of Shastra, which means weapons. Uh, so we make a choice we want to follow and be under the control of Shastra. But still one might wonder, why do we bother? Uh, why bother learning about a process of hermeneutics? Uh, we just read. We always hear, read Prabhupada's books. There's a whole program going on this week, promotion of reading Prabhupada's books. And I was also interviewed for this. You can see on YouTube, um, just came out today together with um, Yadunandan Swami and um, Chandramoli Swami we discussed and Jainitai Prabhu. So one might ask still, do we really need this? Uh, maybe not, but then again, maybe it can help. And one reason it may help is because as we read or as we hear from sadhus, from gurus, um, statements that are troublesome or troubling in some way or other. And how they can be troubling is suggested in, um, in this list. And this is a summary of different types of contentious, that means causing some maybe disagreement or maybe something worse than disagreement. And this is not necessarily a complete list of types, but it probably covers most of them. Okay, so we can go through these briefly. Um, each of these are uh, starting with this phrase, difficult or contentious Shastric statements may 
1. Seem ambiguous or paradoxical or to contradict other statements of Guru Sadhu Shastra. Yeah, so an example of that could be the one we just discussed from Shinisha, uh, that, you know, what about expansions of the Lord? They expand from the Lord, but then they're said to be eternal. How does that work? So that seems ambiguous or paradoxical, we can say, and that troubles us. Something to feel like we need to be resolved in one way or another. Or difficult or contentious Shastric statements may appear to exaggerate the benefits of devotional practices or other virtuous conduct. I, I always think um, as, as we do Tulsi worship and we circumambulate Tulasi uh, tree, Tulasi plant, Tulasi Devi, Yani Kani Chapapani, Brahmahatyadikani Cha, Tani Tani Pranashanti, Pradakshani, Pradakshinam, Pradakshina, Pade Pade, by means of Pradakshina, of Pradakshina, of going around Tulsi, step by step, Yani Kani Chapapani. Uh, one can become freed from all sins, including brahmahatya, killing a Brahmin. <laughs> and we may wonder, really? So I can just go murder someone and walk around Tulsi and I'm free from sin? Uh, isn't that an exaggeration? It sounds like an exaggeration. Jiva Goswami says, it's not exaggeration. Don't think the statements of the Puranas are exaggerated, he says. But we may still want to understand more about that. Uh, statements may apparently use fear to promote conformity. For example, descriptions of the dire, frightening, and possibly exaggerated consequences of failing to comply with religious observances. Yeah, for example, the is it the final chapter of Canto 5 describing the tortures of hell? Um, you know, how do we understand that? Is it really like that? And isn't that a kind of technique uh, to use fear for conformity? So we might think like this with many statements. I'm not going to try to address any of these now. I want to just go through the sorts of statements that could trouble us. Shastric statements may, this is number four, be unduly repetitive of the same point or conclusion, sometimes disconcertingly or with little apparent recognition of the listener's knowledge or stage of advancement. Um, yeah, sometimes we may feel that reading Srila Prabhupada's books, his purports, he, he makes um, a good number of statements many times. He repeats in his purports, Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. How many times does he say that? And we may, we may want to say, I already know that. 
okay, maybe. <laughs> maybe we know that. Or maybe not. Number five, they may seem impractical or unreachable. And now we get an example. Giving 50% of one's wealth, especially if tainted by cynicism born of Shastric misappropriation, uh, for example, by leaders desperate to secure more funds. Um, yeah, the example is of some manager saying, telling a, a householder devotee, you should give 50% to the temple because it says in Shastra, Prabhupada says, da 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 da. And we look at this and we look at this Shastric statement and we wonder, is this how to understand this? Does this mean uh, no matter what, the fact that I have four kids at home I have to feed, and how am I going to feed them if I get 50%? I can't pay my rent, and so on. Number six, statements may seem to compromise ultimate truth, for example, by suggesting that non-Vishnu deities are supreme or sometime implicitly endorsing worship of them as supreme. So this would be an example of what seems to contradict um, the, the first of uh, the 24 principles uh, that we have uh, for our her hermeneutics, which is that Krishna Sri Krishna is the aim uh, of all Shastra and all pursuit of Shastric knowledge, something like that. Number seven, uh, statements may appear exclusive, for example, in pronouncing the fate of those who do not follow Lord Chaitanya. They may appear to be, or at least resemble, a form of sectarian self-eulogy. Yes, uh, sometimes Krishna Das Kaviraj may say anyone who doesn't surrender, doesn't follow Lord Chaitanya, is a demon. Uh, okay, how to take that? How to understand that? Um, one could take it literally. One could take it at face value and say and go out on the street and start um, proclaiming if you do not follow Chaitanya Mahaprabhu you are a demon yeah um, that's an interesting way of preaching one might get attention that way <clears throat> Oh, the recording just stopped. Okay. Um, I guess it was timed to stop at this time, which is a friendly way of saying it's three o'clock now. Okay, we have some more of these we can go through the next time. Uh, yeah, there's eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fourteen, fifteen, or more.
So the general, yeah, 15. So the general idea, that's just pointing out there's different kinds of statements that we may find disturbing and what to do with them. Uh, and so this is the idea of what we do with them, the, the idea of the hermeneutics program, hermeneutics process, which I want to say, um, you know, we've got a lot of material for this hermeneutics course. We have a book uh, with, supplementary book with, um, what is it, 250 pages long, explaining everything. But I would say it's all still, it's going to be an ongoing process. Um, I don't think any of it's final. But I think what we have will prove for many devotees, and hopefully for all of you, to be helpful in your appreciation of Shastra, practice of Krishna consciousness, and taking shelter of Guru, Sadhu, and Shastra. Right, okay. Uh, stop, share. Okay, here we are again all together for a few moments. Thank you all for joining. Um, I'm going to be here where I am probably a few more days. And it looks like I'm going to be in Poland for the next three months because uh, the... Um, the foreign office informed me this last, uh, what was it, Tuesday, that uh, the process is taking that much time to remove, renew my residency. <laughs> yeah, bless their hearts. The lady was very nice, but she was firm. That, that's the time it takes. <laughs> So, I will say, uh, wherever we are, here or somewhere else on the planet or some other planet, uh, we can all be chanting Hare Krishna and hearing Krishna Kata and speaking Krishna Kata and sharing with each other online, if not otherwise. So I wish you all a wonderful week, coming week. Keep well, keep safe, keep happy, chant and be happy. And yeah, Gaur Premanande, Hari, Hari, Bo. Guru Maharaj Ki. Hari, Guru Maharaj. Thank you, Guru Maharaj. Thank you. Hari, Bo, Hari, 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 Kelly, <laughs> 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 <laughs>